Hi you guys, welcome back to Rant Room. I um I haven't done a podcast in a couple of days just because I've been what have I even been doing? I think I've just been sleeping really. I've been really tired and I've been packing to go back to uni because I move tomorrow and um yeah that's pretty crazy. So as I come to the very last day of my year out, uh well year and a year and a half almost out of uni in education and just um adult life in general I just wanted to give a little summary of it really uh it's going to be in two parts because it was a very very long uh just over a year out um and a lot happened and yeah so I just thought I would talk to you guys about what it is like to take a year out or as some people call it a gap year i wouldn't call mine much of a gap year as such but apparently that's what they could was that's what the cool kids are calling them these days so i thought i would talk to you guys about it so this is going to be part one because it's going to be a long one so yes welcome to the hairnet is on ready for battle so this is the story about how i i survived uh, post uni, um, clinging uh, to my to my place in Leicester, not wanting to move home because I was too stubborn, and I I was just not ready. Um, I had fun living in the house I was living living with the friends I lived with. Aside from that, I wish I had gone home. I'll be honest. Um, it would have saved me a lot of money, and uh, a lot of. A lot of heartache, although I did have a lot of good times hanging out with my friends who I lived with and I was very close to while, while I was on that uh, in that period of time in my life. So this was a very, very, very strange year for me. I graduated from uni in July 2019. Very, uh, very fun time. I was... Um, I, I, I was just back from Amsterdam, I was pretty much living a pretty solid life to be honest with you. Um, had a dress already, looked like a snack at graduation, was just pretty much ready for it. Uh, I was in a very weird friends with benefits situation, I wouldn't even call it friends, it was just a benefit situation, although the benefits had quotation marks around because I don't know, he smelt bad. Uh, it was a weird time for me. Not gonna lie, I it was a time of a lot of endings and a lot of new beginnings and a lot of um uh, and a lot of insecurity and I was very unsure about what I was gonna do next because I'd worked so hard to get the degree. Um and when I was at uni, I was in my third year, I kind of thought, okay, well, what am I gonna do after this? What am I going to do? Um, what am I gonna do? when I actually leave and while I was in my third year there was something really important that was pushing me through basically I wanted to um work my ass off so I could get a 2-1 and then uh, I wanted to go and do a screenwriting course up in Manchester but I didn't really want to go the same year because I thought oh I'm not going to have enough money to go so, because the course was like not just over nine grand, and I thought, well, 
I I can't afford that because the master's loan is just like it's eleven and a half grand and um I mean as it is it barely covers what I'm what what my my course fees because obviously I have um because obviously now I decide I decided to go do a two year course this one was only supposed to be a year um and I thought oh yeah so I'll do that that was what pushed me through uni it motivated me to work really hard work my ass off and get the grades because I because for a certain point about a year two years ago I really wanted to be a screenwriter and I, I was prepared to do anything I could to make it happen big part of me still does want to do that I just uh the reason I'm not pursuing it as a career is just because it's really it's a lot to break into and I don't feel like I've got the mental capacity to do that I think I'd rather have a stable career in something I enjoy doing and that fulfills me but then also be able to write on the side and still submit scripts and things when I've got time so it's not like I'm giving up on a dream necessarily but I just need to focus on um how I'm actually going to have a stable career because it's not like the most stable career and you really do have to catch a lucky break and to be honest I just wasn't sure I could so this course was like motivating me to get through uni I managed to really boost my grades I ended up getting the two one that I needed to get into uni for some reason uh even past graduation and when I had already signed a tenancy and worked my ass off all summer to pay, to pay a disgustingly high retainer fee uh, in a house that I wasn't even allowed to live in over the summer and I still had to pay it I still had to pay uh, what, uh, what a grand total of 1200 pounds just to live in this just to not live in the house over the summer would you believe a uh, fucking student landlord an absolute cunt um I guess that is what I get for you know, choosing to live in a, in a student landlord house uh, when I wasn't a student anymore. I also had to pay council tax as well, which, you know, yawn. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I it was a lot of money that I was paying and I was not happy about it, but I'd already chosen to live there because I thought, oh yeah, I know the city and I've got a job up here. Um, so I can just, I can just work full time and save money to do my masters I would like to just point out that I am now about to start my masters um and I admittedly it is a very different uni and I did work for most of this year despite Covid I, although the last sort of six months have mainly been freelancing um and do you know how much money I currently have in my bank account in this in this self in this in this supposed year out that was supposed to be to save money, I have £12.75 in my bank account. That is all. And £12 of that is in my help to buy ISA. So I've got 75p in my main bank account and I move to Canterbury tomorrow. So as you can imagine, I'm really not very happy right now. And it's all my fault. But that's life and you know we go through phases where we have less money and we go through phases when we've got a lot less money which is currently the phase I'm in 
I'm not quite at the stage where I've had to break my piggy bank, mainly because I already did that and there's nothing else in it except the broken glass. Um, so yeah, the year out, it, it did not go so well. Um, I had it all planned out. I was going to live with my friends. That part was great. Um, that part was actually the only good part of my year out. And also I did do a really good internship, so I shouldn't, I shouldn't say that. I had, I had a really good experience at, um, at the, uh, at the internship I did in PR, which I'm still actually doing part-time as well. Um, that was great. Living with my friends was really good. I passed my driving test. That was really good. The rest of it was just a load of fucking shit, to be honest with you. Uh, I would just like to say, if you're planning on taking a year out, go home. I can't stress that enough. Go home or go somewhere where you're going to be paid a, a decent amount of money to live on. Don't stay in your unicy just because you are you are scared of not uh, just just because you're just because you're scared of moving on or you're scared of go, doing going through a next chapter in life. Unless you want to do a masters in your unicy or you've got a stable job that is actually going to pay you money and not pay you late and um um and and not give you all this fucking bullshit um then you know like go home go the fuck home that's all i can tell you yes it's grueling yes it's horrible yes i have spent the last six months uh like the last um five five months and three weeks not getting along with my mum at all um and most of that has been a global pandemic and in the last week we've magically got on probably because i'm leaving and we know that we won't be getting on each other's nerves as much but but if you are thinking about it and you want to stay in your uni city and you don't have a stable income you somehow think you'll you'll make it through you'll probably make it through just i'm not saying you won't make it work a lot of people make it work but you will really be tested oh my god you'll be tested so yeah i was all like i don't know why i was so stupid really because i sort of thought to myself oh because i was working at the hospital all the way well through my third year i worked there obviously i had my loan as well which is the first point i would like to focus on i had a student loan that i sorry pardon me i had um i had, I had a student loan uh, that got me a lot further than I ever realised, which is a stupid thing to not think about. Uh, but yeah, I was, so I was like, oh yeah, my money will go really far. I'll be able to save loads and loads and loads of money. And to be fair, if I hadn't had to pay a stupid retainer fee that was like completely worthless for a house that had mould in, uh, and you know, yeah, that probably would have been okay. That probably would have been okay, but um, I probably would have had enough money to start on it if I'd got one of the graduate, one of the about 15 or 20 different graduate jobs that rejected me, I probably would have been in a different situation rather than having to stay at the job I was at. So yeah, I worked my arse off all through the rest of my third year so I could get a 2-1. I ended up getting a 2-1, I was really happy and, um, my plan was all set out. I was gonna, I was gonna work full time for a year at the hospital. Well, not even at the hospital. I was just gonna, I was ideally looking for any job I could find, 
and I had a, I had a lot of interviews. I had interviews for recruitment. I had interviews for copywriting, um, and those kind of jobs. And it was only when I realised, only when I left uni, and I went full time at the hospital. It was only then that I realised how much I absolutely fucking hated the place. And I'm sorry if any of my if any of my past colleagues are listening to this and are really offended. I'm sorry. Um, I liked maybe four of you, five of you. Um, the rest of you were all right, but you know, eh, you you were fine. There were a couple of you that I really did not like, and I was pretty open about that. So you probably know who you are, and if and if so, you're probably not listening to this podcast anyway. So it doesn't matter. But I have a lot of admiration for most of the people who worked for that job. Because they're very hardworking and they put up with a lot of shit. But fucking hell, honestly. The place was just... It's like, I was I was the youngest there by a long shot. And for the first couple of months after I, uh, after I left uni and I was full time, it was fine. Because I made friends with uh, two other third year students who were both working there at the same time as me. And I got on really well with both of them. I became good friends with both of them. Trained one of them. Um, but then come June, their tenancies ended, then they both went back to where they were living before uni. So then I was the youngest there. I like literally, um, and it was kind of a clicky place to work. Like I had friends and I got on with people, but I wouldn't say like, I was, I was like properly close to anyone or I didn't get properly close to anyone until towards the end when I made friends with one of the loveliest girls ever who I still speak to now and um yeah it wasn't so much that I didn't like the people because I did like most of them and actually I got to get on really well with some of them but it's just the fact that I wasn't doing what I wanted to do and it's only when you realize that it's only when one part of your life is taken away from you well not taken away because I finished uni and I'd been looking forward to finishing uni for such a long time because I was like, because I was just done with it. And it had been such a stressful year. In my last podcast, which was my third year, I spoke about um, a relationship that I had that was really bad um, during that year. I had, um, and how up and down my grades were and how stressful that was and losing my dissertation. It had been a really, really horrible year. So to be honest, I was looking forward to some time out. And I was looking forward to just being able to work then when I realized I went I went from spending maybe two or three days not even that because towards the end of uni I was um I was like uh I was I was I was um not really like working that much at all because I needed to focus on on my work and um but then suddenly going from like doing 15 to 20 hours a week to doubling that, more than doubling it sometimes, and and living completely off the, what I was earning, then I realised how little it actually was, when I actually ha- was having to, and I started my driving lessons again, like, um, like straight after I, f- I finished my, uh, straight after my last deadline as well, so in May, sort of like end of May last year, I picked up my driving lessons again, and I did them consistently through June, um, most of July, a little bit of August, I had like, like maybe three in September, 
then I took my test in the middle of October and I passed. So it wasn't like massively consistent, but it was all I needed at that point. I was ready pretty much to do it. It was the ner- it was the nerves I was trying to conquer. But apart from that, I was pretty much ready. So I was, and I don't know about you guys, but like ever since, I mean, it took me four years on and off to pass my test because I just kept stopping and starting. I probably would have done it a lot earlier if I'd started with the instructor that I'd had when I passed. Big up Paul, what a lad. If you're in Leicester, go and learn with him. He's a fucking gem. He will, he will take your anxieties about driving and he will turn you into a competent driver who can actually drive um up and down the country without killing someone or herself um as of 11 months later i have no idea whatever is gonna whatever's gonna cross my path in the future but i haven't died yet and i've been driving nearly a year now so that is good um yeah so and but in those four years um driving lessons got really expensive like not because of the instructor i was with or anything just because over time i don't know they just they just got more expensive when i started with the instructor i had back home when i was 17 i was paying like 25 quid and that was considered expensive and then i think when i passed and because my instructor we got on really well so he was charging me his old rate when i'd uh, started with him anyway and he was charging me 28 but i think his actual rate was like 29 or 30 an hour so they have gotten more expensive and obviously when you are relying on a student loan and you have a job as well it it doesn't you don't notice it as much when you were just relying on the money you're earning from work and you're also having to pay off a retainer fee and you're also having to pay for food um it really does it like it, it it just drains your money so I was doing that I was I had to because I was working in um in Leicester over the summer uh which my mum told me not to do she told me to go home but I was like I need to learn to drive I've nearly I've nearly I'm nearly there and she was like right okay then um and I didn't have a job back home so that didn't make any sense to me either uh I spent like 700 quid on a shitty flat like for two months one and a half two months rent which was like the fucking shower filled up within about 90 seconds so you had to somehow I had really long hair back then so you had to wash your hair within about 90 seconds because the drain was blocked and I sent them like about probably about 10 shitty emails being like oh can you come and fix my drain please it doesn't fucking work and not not that rude but well I mean they did start to get quite rude towards the eighth or ninth email I sent but um because I was getting pretty hacked off with the whole thing to be honest and the extractor fan like you'd Someone would go in the loo at night and it would scream. And at this point, this is when I knew I was starting to get old. I was only 21, but I would literally, like... And there would be these lads in the flat above me, and, oh, my God, they'd be partying so loud, like, stamping on the floor. And I knew I was old. when and I knew that I was literally just passed it and elderly, and I might as well just kill myself. When I, um, when I went up to the flat one night, slammed on their front door and left, like... The shittiest note under their door I felt like such a Karen it was horrible that is like I would say that is like the one time in my life where I've been a Karen so actually it's probably not the first time but that's the most Karen I've ever been I would say um yeah oh god horrible horrible um so my year out was not off to a very good start I kept getting rejected for jobs um it started off pretty well like uh but then everybody started to leave Leicester and I was like oh I'm like pretty much the only one here until my friends come back 
and I didn't have anything to do except for work and it was only then when everything else in my life was pretty much you know sort of gone for the most part I literally I started shagging somebody who I did not even like as a person because I was very lonely and didn't have anyone to talk to uh, because all of my friends had gone home for summer and most of them had gone for good so it was like I literally didn't have anything to do I had my crap job I had this crappy dude um who wasn't even like anything serious so yeah there was that and um I had honestly like the most conversation the most um the most fun conversations I had were with my driving instructor that was the most banterous conversation I had like the only other time I used to talk to people was to ask for a cock o'clock or like not not that I went around asking random people for cock o'clock that's not what I meant or it would be at work when I would be like hi how would you like your latte that's 275 please because lattes are fucking expensive that's why I don't buy them anymore and um or you know usually just slagging off a rude customer behind their back when they walk away or making faces behind their back I never said I was very good at customer service I know I have a lot of experience in it but I never said it was good experience so yeah there's that um but I think when you go from spending 15 hours a week somewhere and then you uh and then you suddenly up it to 45 sometimes 50 hours a week which is because I and I was doing a mixture of days and nights so I was cranky as fuck I was constantly grumpy and there was this one total bitch at work who I was dealing with and she'd got a manager promotion and she was so up her own ass it was ridiculous and she was like because I used to get on with her pretty well before that and then she just became like an ass once she got a promotion some people get the word manager in their title and they think they get all high and mighty and they just they just suddenly get up their ass and it's like hang on love you know you're managing a restaurant um in a hospital at night like right you, you you're not you're not you're not fucking Richard Branson calm the fuck down do you know what I mean and I don't really, and I'm, I'm you know I mean Richard Branson is Richard Branson but this woman was not fucking Richard Branson but she was behaving like she was Richard Branson and I was like just just shh you know and I was not having it I was not having it at all so after like I think the third time she made me cry at work I was pretty much done with it um so it was not fun. I was spending all my money on this crappy flat on on the house that I was going to be living in, but what was not allowed to live in. And um, uh, my driving lessons and feeding myself. I did, and then I um, and then like once I got back from a holiday and I had my graduation, there was literally zero to look forward to, and like everything just sort of stretched out in front of me, like um like just like weeks on end would go and I just wouldn't go by and I just wouldn't really see anybody and it was really crap and I thought oh god I really just can't wait for uh for the end of August so I can move into my house with my friends my friends um my friends got to the house in um well we, we, we were allowed to move in from the end of August and I was still barely like seeing this guy and I mean that in the loosest term like the loose the most loose loose terms possible because I did not consider him in any way shape or form a relationship it was it was literally 
I don't know. I feel like sometimes people get into stuff because they're lonely and that somebody just happens to be there and like it's not and I I was clear about that I didn't really that I wasn't into it like that it was it sounds bad uh, but I was in quite a dark place I and I didn't and I I felt like by the time I was already moving into my house I had like had so many job interviews and nothing was coming of them and I was literally just so done I was I was I was so done because like I just I couldn't find a job I couldn't I couldn't do anything and I was I was just bored I was bored out of my skull and it's like oh have you even been recording this oh you have okay I I I couldn't see the little anchor symbol and I thought oh is it even recording what I'm saying or have I just been talking to myself for 24 minutes no I haven't it's fine um and yeah I just like I had all of these interviews for these jobs I wasn't that fussed about but like and I didn't get anywhere with them and it was just so so destroying if you've recently graduated uni and you like you're like looking for a job you'll know what I mean but this was around the time that I realized and no offense to anybody who's studied English and media because I know people who are doing really fucking well and who were just a whole lot smarter than me so actually and actually mostly knew what they wanted to do and get from it so they did that and it's really good if you want to go into teaching it's really good if you if you want to go into like advertising and stuff like that I didn't want to do any of those things but I was just looking at what I could get and I thought that I could get something because I've done a broad degree I was very wrong and I thought I'd come out of uni and just be inundated with all these job offers. I was not. And it just got so draining in the end. Working like, at one point, I think just before my holiday, I did like, I clocked like 77 hours in one week. And then I got taxed like fuck on it. So I, I, di- I didn't see much of it at all. Um, so basically slave labour. And um, I just, I was just like, I couldn't be asked to because I was I was constantly I was either going on interviews and not getting anywhere or I'd be I was um or I was working and when I wasn't doing either of those things or like looking for jobs I was just flat on my back asleep and like I just and it was just so long and just so dreary I just couldn't be fucking arsed with any of it so eventually like not like probably sort of into August I stopped applying for jobs and I just thought, you know what, I'll just, I'll just deal with this for a while. Like when I get to the house and when things are a bit more settled, um, I'm sure more things will start opening up because it'll be August, September. Um, that was my plan. Then when I went home for a couple of weeks, just before I moved into my house, I got really into my screenwriting stuff again. I was all ready to send off my application. Um, and I was really excited about it. Then I got back to I got back to Leicester. I moved into the house. This was about this time last year, actually. I was really excited to send off my application. Then I looked on on the Manchester website. I was like, only twelve people per year get accepted for this course. And I was like, like literally, they only took twelve people a year onto the course. I was like, you fucking what? I don't know how I'd never seen it before, or if they'd only just put that on there because so many people had applied for it. I don't know, but at then. I just felt like honestly, it just felt. I just felt all the life just drain out of me. It was like, 
I had worked so hard. This this opportunity that I'd wanted had literally forced me to work all the way through uni and it forced me to to put up with everything that summer had thrown at me and being made to cry at work and just being like fucked around there multiple times um and it got me through essentially because I thought I was going to be doing that and I just felt like the life just drain out of me and I thought you know what I don't even know if I could do this right now and I, I said to my friends I'm not even sure if I'll get in because I don't think that I'm good enough to be one of those 12 people. I didn't have a lot of self-confidence. I was in a very dark place. And this is when it started to really show. And my friends were like, oh, you should still apply. You never know. Like, you you are good at what you do. And I thought, eh, yeah. And every so often I'd do some writing. Mainly I was just working my shitty job. And seeing this dude who I wasn't actually, who I didn't, who I just wasn't even into because I had nothing else to do and I was just lonely and I don't know sometimes I just felt like I was on the outskirts of everything and I felt quite alone so I was just a bit like I don't really know what to do so I just carried on and just thinking oh well you know in a couple of months I'll have more time I just need to I just need to find a way to just cope with everything that's going on now um that was the plan anyway and I was going to look into the um into applying and I was going to go and get some advice from my old screenwriting lecturer and um September was last year was a pretty stressful month for me because my driving test was coming up the following month and I was having this was when my anxiety started getting really bad I had I was barely sleeping I had really bad anxiety I was constantly tired I was really really moody um and I just I just I I don't know what was wrong with me but I couldn't do anything I couldn't think straight um obviously then I soon realized the main reason why this was but it was also a lot to do with me being in my own head as my test got closer I think it was about probably a month and a half away at that point I started to wonder whether I'd actually ever be able to drive in a straight line by myself. I can now. I mean, I I proved that I could, but I just, I couldn't, at the time, I was a bit like, I'm doubting whether I'm actually going to be able to do this because I can't physically be behind the wheel without having a panic attack. And it was really, really stressing me out. And I was all over the place. Like, I was grumpy. I was completely just fed up with this guy who... I'd been seeing, I just, I wanted him gone. I was just pretty done with him at this point. I was like, you know, you can just fuck off now because I'm I'm just bored of you. You're pissing me off, basically, which sounds really mean. I'm not a mean person, but, you know, like, a lot of people would have been in a situation where they've just sort of seen somebody who they're not actually that into and who isn't really that into them. It's just sort of out of convenience. And it was just, to be honest, it was just inconvenient for me at that point, And I was just done. And everything was getting stressful for me. It was bringing me more stress. And I had one of the the, the toxic dude from my second year who um, I spoke about before. He was sort of trying to crawl back into my DMs. And I was just like, go away. Don't want to talk to you. And then as, it got, as my test got really, really close, like sort of October, uh, I was getting very... Um, I was getting increasingly stressed and I said said to my instructor literally about a week before I want I don't want to do it and he was like 
well, you can't move it now because you've literally gone past the day when you can move it. And I said, I know, but I don't want to do it. I think this was when I failed, like, my fifth mock test right out of the test centre because I was nervous. And he said, look, and, and I was crying. I was just having this hysterical breakdown in his car. And that wasn't the first time either. So I was just like, look, he, he just he just said to me, look, you know, you you just on Friday, just just go. It was literally the week of the test. This was my last lesson before I did my test. He said, um, just do the test. If you just take it as another mock. If you fail, you fail and we'll reschedule it. If you pass, then that's then that's good. And I was taking I was taking calms and stuff because I heard that I helped. I'd even started to eat fucking bananas, which I can't stand. Like, um, and yeah, it was, it was really, really stressing me out. And I was really, I was either sleeping too much or I wasn't sleeping. And I was just constantly all over the place. And I was so grumpy. Like, I think anybody who tried to talk to me in that week, I think I just bit their head off. And I just wasn't having any of it. And at work, I was stressed out. I... Um, I was just really, I was getting really pissed off at work as well because I was just done. I was working in, um, I was working with people who stressed me out, like customers stressed me out. And then, um, I, and around this time, um, I always get my, um, for those of you who have periods, maybe yours work like clockwork bit of TMI here um mine usually do as well and they usually they, they've shifted a bit now but like at the time they were coming like eighth ninth tenth sometimes and the ninth came I didn't get it I was like yeah I'm very very stressed right now I can't think of anything except for this driving test so it wasn't unco- unco- uncommon for me and I'd had one in September so I thought or what I thought was one and so I was like, hmm, <laughs> um, I'm just like going to carry on. Didn't even think about it. Didn't cross my mind. In fact, my, I'd been having a conversation with my, um, with my friend a couple of weeks before. And she said, you know, you really need to stop being so reckless. She gave me a right talking to. She was like, if you don't want to see this guy anymore, because I was moaning about him. I was just like, ugh. I think he's an arsehole, I don't even know why I'm still doing this. And she was like, you know, you don't have to do it, like, you can just stop. And I was like, yeah, well, I'm pretty sure it's fading out on its own, because it was. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not interested in him, and, like, he's not interested in me, it's just not really, I, I, just, I just can't really be bothered, I think I want to spend a bit of time on my own and focus on myself. That was the plan. And she was like, yeah, but seriously, though, you need to stop being so reckless, you need to sort of behave yourself a bit. And I was like, oh, what do you mean? And I knew what she meant, but she, and I was like, and she said, you know, you should, you should be more careful. You should treat yourself with more respect. And I said, yeah, yeah, no, I will. I will. And I said, you don't have to worry about anything because, um, also if you're talking about that, I'm pretty sure I I don't, I don't even think I can, I I don't even think I can have kids anyway. And she was like, she just looked at me she was like, how the fuck do you know that you're 21? And I'm like, I don't know. I just got a feeling. And she looked at me, she was like, she was like, that, that isn't true. I'm telling you that's not true. And I was like, yeah, yeah, maybe, but you don't have anything to worry about. It's cool. It's all fine. It wasn't cool. It really wasn't cool. And my friend should have a fucking crystal ball or something. Cause sure enough, um, 
I was um I was not proud of this at all. Uh, it was, and I had no idea because, like I said, I um I I had what I thought was a period in September, um, and on the morning of my driving test, I woke up this um. I think no, something had happened the day before that sort of made me think. Oh right, so we'd gone to IKEA. That was it. And I was just, and I remember, because at the time I was trying to lose weight and I was getting really pissed off because I was eating better than I had when I first did Slimming World and I'd actually gone back to Slimming World for a while last September and I was really pissed off because I was eating even better than I had back then and the weight was just not coming off and I was just like, why, 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 why? Because it was like, I was doing everything, like literally just eating nothing but salad and I was still like... I don't know, 11 stone 9 or 11 stone 8, it just wouldn't shift. Whereas when I was eating worse than that before, I was like a stone less. So I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I just, I put it down to stress. I put it down to the calms. I was just like, oh, I'm just probably stressed out. Um, and then I remember the next, like the day before I had my test, we went to Ikea, me and my housemates and uh we and we went shopping for some things and we had lunch and I ordered like a fuck ton of stuff and they were like the the guys were just looking at me like yo Shari are you sure you can eat all that and I was like yeah yeah and I actually didn't know if I could but I ate the whole lot and we were just sat there like planning holidays and stuff and doing stuff like that and I thought oh well um oh this is really exciting because we were planning all these holidays we were gonna go on and all of this shit, obviously none of it happened because COVID, um, and yeah, I, and then when we were driving back, uh, we got home, I realised that I hadn't, uh, I said to, because I was saying to them, oh, I'm going to buy bananas, because apparently they're really good for concentration, and they were like, but you hate bananas, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I know, but I'll just eat them, because apparently it might, it might help. Um, I didn't need the bananas as it turns out. Um, I don't have to eat banana every time I drive, so that was I just heard it worked. Um then when I was in Sainsbury's, I just I happened to I thought, oh I'm still late. Only like by day, mind you. So I thought, oh well. Um, I'll just like and I, I happened to walk past um I, I happened to walk past the medicines and the pregnancy tests, so I was like, eh. If it doesn't come in like a week, I'll take one, but I know I've got nothing to worry about. So took I took I took that, bought my bananas, bought the test, walked home, um, had an early night, could barely sleep because I was really stressed out. I woke up the next morning, this guy had fucking sent me a picture of his cock, which I was not impressed by. I sent him this massive rant and I was like, How who the fuck do you think you are treating me like I'm a piece of meat? I know I've allowed you to treat me like a piece of meat but I'm not going to let you walk all over me anymore got a stressful day today fucking leave me alone and stop sending me pictures of your cock to start a conversation with I really went in on him I wasn't having any of it he was like oh I'm sorry and just hanging around being like a total fucking simp and being like good luck for your test babe I'm like don't call me babe please I was being a right fucking bitch um because I was like why are you calling me babe why are you so far up my ass right now it's like it's not even funny and because he was doing my head in, like I said. 
And so I went downstairs, had my breakfast, took my calms, um, ate my bananas. Uh, they made me feel very sick, but I just figured that was because I hadn't eaten bananas in 21 years. Um, because I just don't like them. And the last time my mum tried to feed me them when I was a baby, I spat them out into her hand. So I just assumed that was that. Went to the test centre. Um, I felt like my... Um, my period was starting and just like just before I went just before I had my test because I thought it was just nerves it was just stress because I get like that sometimes and I was so nervous I was shitting myself when we were waiting to go into the car and then this absolute fucking scary ass man comes out and he and he's Irish and he's like oh Shira and I'm like <laughs> yes um and and my I, and beside me, I just feel my instructor's eyes like widening, and I'm like, oh no, he's he's gonna be the scary one, isn't he? And and I walked over to the car, and they're like, my instructor was just sort of talking to him, and I was like, oh god, what is he saying? What is he saying? Is he just telling him not to eat me alive? And this guy, oh my god, I thought, right, okay, I got into the car, uh, I started. He told me to start driving. I thought, okay, the only way I am going to get through the next forty five minutes is if I talk like I've never talked before. So I talked like on one of my podcasts and I told them all about how I'd lost my dissertation and how I was super stressed out. And then I get, get to the bottom of this fucking hill, right? Because um, they do the thing, they do this thing in the driving test in the UK. You'll know what I mean if you've had yours. And you um you have to pull up on the side in a safe place. They tell you to stop and then you have to drive on when it's, when it's safe to do so. So he got me to stop at the bottom of a fucking hill and I failed my first test on a hill. And that's freaking me out. And the hill stars were a massive thing for me to conquer. And and I wouldn't move off. I kept stalling. I kept stalling. There was no one behind me. And I was at the bottom of the hill anyway. But and I kept and I kept stalling. And I was like, why the fuck do I keep stalling? I don't know what's happening. And I was really starting to panic. And he just said, look, just think very carefully about what you're doing. Go through your steps in your head. I'm pretty sure he wasn't allowed to say that to me. But And then I realised, fucking dumb bitch that I am, my car isn't in gear. So I put the car into gear. My God, I'm still in neutral. I wanted to die. It had been like seven or eight times. I'm not even joking. At the bottom of this hill, and I'd stalled so many times. And I just... So in the end, I got it together. I drove off. And I th and from then, I drove fine. Because I was like, well, I've fucked it now. He's not going to pass me now. Um, And I was just talking away to him. Just gabbing away. I literally not even paying attention to what I was doing. <laughs> and, um, and he's like... And it went quite quickly. I was surprised at how quick it went because all of the mock tests I've done, they dragged on into eternity. And, um, and like, I remember just being there, like, um, and then we pulled up back into the test centre. I remember thinking, oh, God, he's going to make me do a reverse bay pog. Managed to do it. I don't do them now. I haven't done one since. And, um, and then I stopped the car and he's like, so how do you think that went? And I said, well, I think it went really shit, to be honest with you, mate. I've never stalled that many times in one lesson ever since I started learning. And then he gets up these fucking blue, you know, those those pad, pads of blue certificates. He, he gets them out and I'm like, no. And he's like, well, I don't have to if you don't want to. And I'm like, no, 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 I want it. Give me it. Give me it now. And he 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 said, oh, I have to remember how to spell your name. And I was like, oh, I've forgotten how to spell my own fucking name. I was so shocked. And he passes me. And he's like, right, okay, you do need to stop braking for no reason, but you drove really well. And um, and I was like, 
are you sure? And he was like, well, yes, if I was sure that I, if I wasn't sure I wouldn't pass you, would I? Gave me the certificate. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. And my instructor comes over and he's just buzzing because he's finally got rid of me, bless him. And I was over the moon. I forgot all about all this, this stuff that was going home. Got home, I was convinced I was going to fail. And let myself into the house. My housemates are sat in the living room. Um, and I'm like, can you have a look at something for me? And they're like, yeah, yeah, sure. Because I hadn't said anything. I hadn't said anything about how it had gone. And I, put, I, ha I gave them my certificate. And they're like, and they're like, oh my God, you did it. And it was so cute. We had this big hug, all three of us. And because um, they knew how nervous I was and how convinced I was that I wasn't going to do it. And I was supposed to go out that night, but obviously they'd taken away my ID, which was my driving license, and I didn't have my passport with me. So I thought, eh, I'll just, I'll blag it and I'll just go along and hope that they believe I'm 21. Um, and this dude who I'd been seeing was messaging me and he was wanting to see me that night. And I was like, oh, I'll probably be home by then. I ended up bumping into him while I was out anyway. Um, and also very drunk. And I'd forgotten all about the whole you know, uh, because I didn't, I just, I had completely forgotten, I was in a complete different state, and I still didn't believe it was, it was a possibility, and then I remember, like, I got my drunk friend from work to go home, eventually managed to sort her out, and then I went home myself, and for some reason, I'm, I'm slaughtered, right, and I think, now is a great time to do this test, so it's like half two, three o'clock in the morning, so I go into my room, I get it from wherever I buried it in my drawer, and I took it, and I'm like, even, I don't know if you've ever taken one before, but even when you, like, I don't know, because if you've taken one before and they've been negative, they're usually like, um, you know, I don't know, like, you, you can, they take a while to show up, um, but that one, even though I was absolutely fucked up, I could, I could see, and I didn't have my glasses on or anything, but I could see instantly, so that was something different that I had seen. I had not seen that before. And I was like, oh. Um, it was, so yeah, I, I think, obviously, because I was, I was so shocked because I didn't genuinely believe that it could be true. I'd only actually bought the test kit to make sure because that's what you do, isn't it? And I've been in situations where I've missed my period for like six to eight weeks and it's just, I've just missed them for like two months at a time. So I thought, well, I wasn't pregnant then, so I'm not going pregnant now, but I was. And um, then, so I just, I had, but because I w I'd had so much to drink, I sort of dealt with it head on. I told the guy, um, and I don't really remember a lot of that conversation, which is probably a good thing, because I do, it's not something I really want to remember. Uh, but it, I'll probably go into more detail about that on a separate podcast, because it's, it's a bit weird for me to talk about. Like, I don't mind talking about it as such, but it's like, it's hard, because obviously it's such a shit thing in my, uh, in my family. And I think, like, if a lot of them knew, they'd be quite ashamed of it. But, like, I don't... Yeah, I don't really care much about it. I've got this far with it, so it's like, you know, at this point, it's, um, but, yeah, it was, it was hard, because obviously it hadn't been something I'd expected or wanted, I just, I'd got into a place where I was being 
really, really stupid and it kind of just happened. And I wasn't happy that it had happened, but it had. And I was, it was a really hard decision. And it felt like, usually I find, especially over the past few years, that time has gone really, really, really quickly. Uni just flew by. And even like the past six months where I've been home, that's flown by. But, um, like, that, that particular, though, I don't know, like, I, I thought that there had been some kind of mistake, but even though, like, as soon as I found out, I started feeling more of the weird things you're supposed to feel, like, like, literally everything that, you know, all the symptoms that people have on telly, I fucking had all of them, and it was, I was just, and I was convinced people could just see it on my face, even though, like, I hadn't known before, I think I would have known, like, in the next couple of days anyway, because it suddenly just started hitting me, like, everything, um, there was one time I was laying in bed upstairs and I and I could and I started thinking of the pasta I'd made a couple of days earlier and I literally just started retching. It was disgusting. But oh anyway, that's like that is um that's what that was. But I, I sort of I knew pretty much instantly what I had to do and it's my stance on things like abortion, that's always been if you I don't know. I I've never ever ever had any anything against it, but I always felt like I wouldn't have personally done it myself, uh, because I thought it would be too hard. But I and I always said to myself, if I got pregnant after I graduated, then I would keep the baby. But and that that is what happened. It was just after. It was two months after. But actually, when I was in that situation in October, I was I was kind of like. I don't I can't do this mainly because like I know I didn't have and I didn't have the means to care for a baby I didn't like the guy at all I and you know obviously that was my fault for sleeping with someone who I didn't care about or like and I learned a massive lesson from that um but um it taught me a lot and I sort of thought well I don't want to have to I well, not that I don't want to have to, because I, I, I want kids, and I, I've always wanted kids, but, like, I didn't want one like that, if that makes sense. I didn't want to put someone through that. I've been I've been through, like, a difficult childhood myself, and, um, you know, like, I've had a deadbeat dad, um, and I've, and I didn't want, and I knew that had I had this baby, my family situation would have been really difficult. I don't care about most of them, but it would have made my relationship with my mum, for example, really difficult. And um, I didn't want that. I wasn't ready for that. I was, it wasn't like I was, you know, 21 with a stable career and an income and a good boyfriend or I was in love or something because it wasn't. It was completely the opposite, actually. And also one of the main reasons was because I hated myself. And it's like, I don't know... Uh, whatever the baby had ended up being, you know, like, it's like, if I, if I have this baby and I'm trying to teach it stuff about, you know, self-love and self-acceptance and, you know, how to be a good person, how, who am I to do that when I can't even do it for myself? I'm not, I couldn't, bottom line was I couldn't look after myself. There was no way I could look after a baby. I didn't know, I, I didn't know the first thing about my mental health. I was in a shit storm. Uh, I wasn't, equipped financially professionally mentally 
relationship wise I just didn't I wasn't there in any sense of the word I was not ready I was absolutely just not ready and it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do but um I had some very I had some really good friends and they I will remember that their kindness like as long as I live because honestly that is it, it's hard and if you've had to do it or you've watched someone go through it like you you will know exactly how hard it is and it's a massive massive decision no matter how far you are and no matter how you know you know god I mean if, if whether you want kids or not it's a huge choice and it it stayed with me for some time it still does like I'm not even saying like I've forgotten about it or anything because I haven't um but I do think that from that day on everything changed and it wasn't so much I wouldn't say it was for the worst at first I tried to go back it happened in such a short period short space of time as well it was it was only about 10 days that I fully was aware of my pregnancy in between finding out and then you know going for the appointment it was like um it was only 10 days and I was very very early on um so but time seemed to go so quick like so slowly and for me time always goes so quickly so that was really weird but for a while I tried to go back to how I was um like before I went back on tinder I was like I wasn't sleeping with anyone I didn't want to sleep with anyone but I, I went on a couple of dates because I just wanted to feel like myself again and then not long after I think one went I, I liked a guy sort of and it went totally wrong and I realized that I was just looking for affection in all the wrong places um and I just had a bit of a breakdown and it was it was really weird because I remember I was just trying to snap back into place and I remember my friends being really confused because it didn't really hit me for the first few days afterwards it was more like because I was really ill like while it was all happening and then I suddenly just snapped back up and I was like okay right I need to get a job I need to do this I need to do that and I started I suddenly went really like hyper motivated and was like back on my diet I was back on um I was trying to date I was like um I was like doing all of this all of that like looking for jobs like applying for like sometimes 20 jobs in one day um applying for graduate programs dealing with shit at work it really sort of kick-started things for me but um and I wasn't dealing with it and I didn't deal with it for a long time and then probably around December I just got really really bad like mentally like not just because of that I felt like mainly I was in a better place and I was um you know like I I just started to move forward but in a lot of ways I was stuck and then it got to the point where in January I was like okay um I I was literally having panic attacks at work I couldn't serve customers without freaking out um and at this point like my work situation was a little bit better because I'd moved into a better department and um and that's when I sort of knew okay I need to get I need to get some help because I'm not right and uh that was mainly because of my friends they kept telling me you know, you've not dealt with everything that happened in October, you need to go, I was like, I don't need to deal with it, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, and I wasn't, and if you are listening to this and thinking that you're fine, but you don't feel fine, that, that's not, that's nothing to be ashamed of, um, for me, that was probably the hardest step, but I did it, and then 
that was the best thing I did because once I did that, everything started to get a bit easier. They they prescribed me some medication. I went on that uh, the day before my 22nd birthday. They were uh, antidepressants and anti-anxiety. So I, uh, I came off them like about a week and a half, two weeks ago now. And it's it's been a pretty crazy ride, but I'm so glad I did it because after that, everything seemed to improve. I... I got offered an internship, I cut my hours down at work, it was all a lot easier and I have my friends to credit for a lot of it because because if they weren't pushing me and, you know, helping me to see things, I don't think I would have done a lot of the stuff I did in the past year. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was the first half of it, that was, that was, um, pre-Covid, uh, I remember... Like, I also put my car back on the road and started driving that. And I remember for a while, I could hardly even drive down the road without panicking. And a few weeks after that, I did my first long drive, which I was so proud of. Because I was really, really panicky about the whole thing. And it was just... A lot of good things started to happen. But I feel like sometimes, if you're listening to this and you've got a lot of... A lot of bad things happening, there is there is stuff that there is stuff that comes before the good thing, you know, like, there's there's a lot of shit storms that come before a positive one. Like, a shit storm's supposed to be positive or something. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of shit that comes before a, a good period in your life. It's like, oh, this is cheesy as fuck. This is not you, but it's like, you know, when it's fucking pours with rain, there's thunder and all of this, and you're getting pissed on by fucking rain clouds. And then sun comes out and it's like it's not exactly nice there's still puddles everywhere but you can actually see again and the couple of birds trapping it's not perfect but it gets better and i guess that's where i was at and probably where i'm still at now a bit better um but that was things got a lot better like once i had that so yeah i mean that's probably the first half. Fucking hell, this has nearly been an hour. Well, I really can go on. <laughs> oh my god. No wonder that instructor, that examiner passed me when I fucking stalled on that hill. He probably thought he was never going to get rid of me if he saw me again. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much it for the first half. Ha! <laughs> first half. Like, you guys are going to come back and listen to this after that. This is fucking long. I told you this is going to be a long one, though. Okay, well, that is that is it for today. Um, that one's about... So, that is what the year out was like, minus the student loan and uh, with the addition of the council tax. I will talk more about that tomorrow, but I will see you guys later. Have a good day. Bye.